Hello and welcome back to Fireside Football. I'm your host, Joe Havercoss, and today we're going to be covering Borussia Dortmund. Now, as things stand, through seven games played, Borussia Dortmund is in eighth place in the Bundesliga. They have had five games where they haven't lost, but they've had four draws. So one win and four ties. And it's very frustrating from a fan's perspective because they've led, you know, all three of the the last three games that they tied in the Bundesliga, they led. They went up two one or two nil in some cases, and just can't close out games. Uh, with equalizers coming in two of the games past the 88th minute, both of which happen to be own goals. So, very interesting stuff. Uh, there was a lot of questions about the mentality of the team, uh, which I I think was very expertly done uh, put, or expertly put down by Marco Royce. Uh, he kind of got. Uh, ticked off when one reporter asked him if it was a mentality thing and he said that no it's not a mentality thing and Axel Witzel kind of resonated with that by saying it's not a it's it's not a mentality thing it's a quality thing um, there's been too many times where they just give the ball away too easily uh, I personally think that they're trying to be too cute with the ball uh, there's been a couple times where they try and pull off these super sick passes rather than trying to make the easy pass and maintain possession um most of the goals that they've conceded have either come from set pieces or just giving our ball the ball away in, in our own half, which basically is just yeah, a counter for them, which is uh, it's just uh, frustrating to see. But anyways, uh, I, I, I wanted to touch on a couple topics today. Uh, the first one being was Julian Brandt, and he's voiced to the media saying a couple times now that he's dissatisfied with playing uh, the role that he's been given by the club. And I, I think I got I, I to gotta agree with him. You know, we bought him for only $25 million, which for Brucey Dortmund is a, a lot of money, but not a whole lot of money in this transfer market. Granted, we got him for a big discount just because his contract had a buyout option, which we were able to execute and get him under our wing. But I think we brought him in to be a playmaker, and he, he just hasn't been given the room to, to, to go with that. Whereas Thorgan Hazard, who's been playing way more, and I would argue that uh, Julian Brandt, he had one bad game um, where he just couldn't get anything going. And But, yeah, Thorgan Hazard. Thorgan Hazard, he hasn't scored a goal yet, but he's got a couple assists. I think he's been solid, but I – I expected more from both of our signings, and one was has given a lot has been given a lot more opportunity to play than the other, uh, in, in, with Thorgan Hazard over Julian Brandt. Now, I think Julian Brandt is a great player. He's obviously one of the players that you kind of bring in when you need a spark of creativity. But I just he, he, he I think the best place for him is directly behind Marco Royce or where Marco Royce is now, uh, which is another topic that we need to touch on because Marco Royce has been playing every game like you know we need to rest this guy like he's getting up there in age he's no longer our mr i mean i don't think he's ever been our mr indestructible just because of how many you know injuries he's had and his propensity to get injured but to keep somebody like that playing is so much more than having him play every minute of every game and i think that's part of the reason why we brought in people such as julian brandt we don't need to feel the need to play him every minute so I just think it's weird. I think Julian Brandt slots in very nicely into Marco Royce's role, um, and I think that if given the opportunity to play where Marco Royce plays, he's going to be doing well. And Marco Royce hasn't exactly been playing super well this season either. He's got – I mean, he's doing pretty well with goals and assists, but the last few games, especially in the ties, he's just had 
it just just hasn't really had that spark and that influence and that impact that we've all known Marco Royce to have. Um, so yeah, but I, I think our best player that we've had this season has been Matt Hummels coming back from uh, Bayern Munich after leaving Borussia Dortmund three years ago. Some considered him to be a snake. I think that it personally was really shitty what he did, but I think the only way that we would have let him back in if he was determined to come back and play with his all, and he has done that. Uh, I th- there's been a couple times where he's been close to getting a, a goal off of a set piece, and I think once that moment comes, it'll be it'll be nice uh, for for everyone involved. So, but he's definitely been our best player. He had to put in a masterpiece of a performance against Barcelona at home, just all over the place defensive wall couldn't get by him against some of the best players in the world with Lionel Messi granted he was just coming back from from injury but still it takes a lot of quality to be able to stop a guy like that when he's even 50 percent let alone 100 percent so my Hummels has definitely been the best uh he's been a godsend for our defense which is still leaky and I think part of the reason is is that it, it, I, I I don't want to necessarily say it's our back line with uh primarily being at Matt's Hummels and um Manuel Kanji, but <laughs> there's been they've been, they've been put in positions where they should never be put into position in the first place. Uh, several times it's Akraf Hakimi where he's playing right back or that's where his role is supposed to be, but he's just just everywhere, uh, which is great. And I think we we having that is nice, but I'd rather be d- sound defensively first before getting crazy with the the, the tactics offensively. So. Um, I don't know. I think the midfield has been the biggest problem. Axel Witzel has been nice. Thomas Delaney, Julian Weigel, and Mahmoud Dahoud, I think we're not entirely sure. I don't think Lucien Favre knows where to exactly play them or to piece them. Um, I would say Julian Weigel is probably better defensively paired with Axel Witzel in the midfield, assuming we're still doing the 4-2-3-1 that we've usually been playing under Lucien Favre. But I, frankly, I think that a change of formation would do us a lot of good. Um, I'd like to see more of uh, Leonardo Bellardi, uh, the Argentine super kid that we bought a couple year, uh, two years ago for, frankly, a lot of money that hasn't even made his senior team debut yet. I think that he's becoming of age. He got called in by the Argentine national team. Uh, for I believe his second time in this international break so they obviously recognize his quality and he's been doing very well in the the U23 team I believe it is that he's playing for so I would like to see him get more exposure Dan Axel Zagadou has been up and down I'll say from when he's made his senior team debut for Borussia Dortmund but we got promising youngsters I mean Manuel Kanji's only what like 24 something like that so I I think there's a lot of different things that we could be doing um, to address the issue that we that hasn't even been tempered with yet. I mean, I, I, I just I just think that there's more that could be done. I I refuse to believe that it's just a mentality issue, and it's like, oh, we got on you know we got unlucky. Dang, like we'll get them next time. It's like, well, you, I mean, you don't typically get unlucky three matches in a row with the same thing happening three times, right? Like, like we give up on set pieces and we give the ball away in our own half. Those are all the only people could score on us. Like that's an issue that we can <laughs> like fix, you know? Like, I I don't know. It's just strange, and it's it seems like there's such a simple answer here and I, I 
pro- there probably isn't, but I think that you could do more to try and figure out what the issue is or what the issue could be. So, uh, I do think that when uh, Moray and Schulz comes back from injury, that we'll be able to experiment more. Moray uh, dislocated his shoulder, I believe, in preseason, and Schulz picked up an, an injury after a few days where he looked really solid, or a few games early in the season he got injured and looked really solid. Uh, I think he had one kind of shady game against Union Berlin where it was um, he could have done better. But, I mean, you know, he's, he's a new player in a new city and a new team and a new system, so it's going to happen every now and again. He's not particularly experienced. He's still got, um, you know, multiple years left in the league, so he's still somewhat inexperienced in those kind of roles. So I think by bringing them back in where we – can play Akraf Hakimi more as a forward role rather than just a um, just rather than just like an overlapping fullback would be a lot better. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, I think the the pairing with Akraf Hakimi and Rafael Guerrero playing on the same side is really nice because Rafael Guerrero and Akraf Hakimi are both kind of like the same player. I'd say Rafael Guerrero is more in tune to his defensive responsibilities than Akraf is, but. Um, I think having them together where they're able to kind of cover for each other has been really good. Um, we saw that a little bit in the Slavia Praha game uh, in the Champions League uh, where Akraf Hakimi was definitely our best player. And I, I think, you know, having him carry us through that game and kind of through like these last few games where he scored two against Slavia Praha and he scored once uh, against uh, Freiburg, it, you know unfortunately i think last season the issues that we have this season were there we just it was just covered up by individual performances whereas paco alcacer scoring a hat trick after coming off the bench or 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 scoring a late free kick to to give us the win you know there were so many dramatic moments last season that you know a team that was as good as we were shouldn't have i mean yeah champion teams get lucky every now and again but champion teams are also able to grind out a win when they probably weren't supposed to, which is what we haven't done the last three games. So with that said, I don't think hope is all lost. Bruce Dortmund sits in eighth place after seven games, four points back of the leaders, who everyone guessed it would be Borussia Mönchengladbach, uh, who Dortmund play in two weeks, uh, or is it next week? They play the first game that they get back from the international break. They play Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, and that's in the Bundesliga, not in the DFB Pokal. So um, a chance for a real six-point swing there. Um, being able to pick up a win against the league leaders at the time is definitely something that Dortmund needs to do if they want to be able to lift the trophy at the end of the season, which is what everybody that bleeds black and yellow has said for their <laughs> goals this season. Um, with that said, I think like the top eight teams – the top nine teams are all within five points of each other. Like, that's crazy. You know, you got Wolfsburg, who's only given up four goals this season. They're in second. They haven't lost a game yet. They're the only team outside of Juventus in Italy in all of Europe to not, or at least in the top five leagues, to not lose, to still be uh, uh, winless or undefeated <laughs> in all competitions this year. Like, that's insane. Like, that's crazy. So. Uh, I think Red Bull Leipzig, uh, Bayern, and Dortmund are f- for sure the front three uh, front runners for the Bundesliga title. Um, 
Honestly, it'll probably just come down to uh, the matchups in between those two. Uh, Leipzig has shown, unfortunately, that they're a contender, uh, even though they're a plastic club. And I know a bunch of people don't like them because, you know, the only reason that they're in this league is because Red Bull came and just bought some lower-level club and then pumped money in them until they got to a point where they could compete. So it is what it is. Uh, Unfortunate for them, unfortunate for us. Um I think going forward, though, Dortmund has a very good chance, at least in the next few games, to really solidify themselves uh, into the title race. Uh, we play Schalke, who's in the top five. Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, who's the league leaders. Wolfsburg, who's second. You know, These are tough games. They're obviously, I wouldn't say make or break, but if we want to be able to get to a point where we can make a jump in the standings and really put on a race for the title, these are the games that you really got to come out and make a win, not just for points based but also just for a morale based thing you go through like this law where you get three draws in a row in the Bundesliga how are you going to be able to respond after this international break that's really what's going to determine who wins uh, at the end of the season so um, with that said uh, I think Dortmund's looking good um, they're the top of their group in the Champions League after Inter lost to uh, Barcelona uh, Dortmund drew Barcelona um, uh, at home, uh, a 0-0 draw. But I think anybody that watched that game, anybody with eyes that watched that game, could tell you that Dortmund was the better team. Um, they were unlucky not to score. Marco Royce had a penalty save. Um, There's another. I mean, look, I mean, you got to give credit where credits due. Ter Stegen for Barcelona just had an absolute game. Uh, which of course, what happened against Dortmund. Germany's number two man, who's been complaining in the media that he needs to get a better chance to be Germany's number one, of course comes out and plays what some would consider the best team in Germany and puts on just an absolute monster display. So, a little unfortunate, but uh, it was really great to see. I think that was probably one of the turning... I think that was one of the games, too, where a bunch of people saw it was like, okay, like you know, we can do this kind of thing. Uh, I think similar to last season. Last season, we had a good season. Uh, at this point, up till this point, but it wasn't until I'd say the Atletico Madrid game where we won four 0 that everyone was like, "Holy, you know, like whoa!" Like it was just this explosion of excitement, and that's where really I think the title ambitions came from last season when the goal was just to make to qualify for Champions League. So, so yeah, um, another thing that I wanted to touch on was Mario Götze. This man has been. I, I don't know if he's just been punished or losing. he's fallen out of favor of Lucien Favre, but please play Mario Götze. He's been some of the most lively people, one of the most lively people coming into the game off the bench, and he hasn't exactly had the best opportunities just because he hasn't been playing very much, but he's shown the quality. He came in um, and done a lot of good with the time that he has, so I wish that he has more ch- of a chance to go through. I know Paco Alcacer has had a hot start to the season, uh, he went through and had he had a goal in every game that he had played up until a certain point. Uh, t- two games ago, I think it was when he couldn't when he blanked and couldn't score. But surely you you can find a way to get a player like Mario gets into the squad. But I don't know. Maybe the maybe that's the biggest uh, issue with our squad is that there's too many options. We're not sure which ones to put out uh, for it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, going forward. I think it's necessary. For, I think it's absolutely imperative that we go in and beat Borussia Mönchengladbach at home and then get a result away at Schalke. I think 
through those two games in the Bundesliga would set us up to for success and alleviate some pressure because obviously this this team is under immense pressure being the title some would consider to be the title favorites heading into the season so just about it's all about momentum at this stage you know it's a long season it goes until you know well into March and April May it's all about momentum and in, right now would be the time when we can put on a show and really start to go through and you know, get a home win against Bruce Mountain Gladbach, get a hopefully an away victory at Schalke, and then go into Wolfsburg and Bayern with some uh, with some steam. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's really what we're at right now. That's where those are my thoughts on uh, Bruce U. Dortmund. Um, feel free to follow me on Twitter at Fireside Football, where I'll be posting, uh, retweeting some news that I see on the on the Twitter uh, that I think is relevant to the conversation for each individual teams that I've been covering. Um, as well as just to notify you whenever the next episodes come out. So, thanks.